jokes, yes, culture, and innovation at the same time. Whoa, they know, they know, they know. I just wanna be James Bond. I just wanna be, 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 I just wanna drop out. Culture. I wanna know that. We, we not bougie, but I, I feel like I'm. I just don't wanna. I'm, I'm tired of pooping. <laughs> Welcome to the comedy trap house. I get the joke now. <laughs> Oh yeah If y'all just thought this was another regular podcast You got another thing coming bitch Another thing Cause this ain't no regular day mm-hmm. So this ain't no regular pod Alright Hey Rome What's up You got something to say Yeah Go ahead Do you know what today is It's our anniversary. Yeah Skidiversary. That's right. Do you know what today is? What is it's it? It's our skidiversary. Ha ha. Skidiversary. Come on, man. Come on, man. Ten years, man. Ten years strong. Ten years, and we got to talk about it. What's up? Welcome, everybody, back to another episode of a special comedy trap house, 10-year anniversary dormtainment comedy trap house. I am your host, Rome Green Jr., and I'm in here with my man, Cam. Oh, yeah. It's also Aries season, so shout out to all the Aries in the building. Dang, it's the first day. Come on, man. First, first sign. First sign, first day. We just first at a lot man. of things, man, but we ain't going to brag too much, but on, it's the best You know sign. what else is funny about that? What? Your birthday, April 1st. And my birthday, April 1st, man. April, Come it's on, just man. that month. It's that Come month. Come on, man. I heard it's the month for the realest niggas out there. Hey, man, yeah. I ain't going to argue with you. <laughs> I ain't going to argue with you. I ain't going to argue with you at all, so let me just start off by saying thank you to Everybody who sent any message or anything about our 10-year anniversary, um, which is March 17th, 2019, is our 10-year. So 10 years ago, the boys was a a solid, about to be 21 years old, 10 years ago. Couldn't even get in every club. Couldn't even get in every club. We was starting a business. 20 years old. 20. Babies. And thought we was grown. I got to tell you all this one story. So we got this friend. Shout out to uh, Maine. And I'll never forget, I think me, him, and Cam were sitting in our, our dorm room at the time. And Oh, this freshman, this 18. Yeah, this was when we was 18. And we asked him, we was like, yo, so uh, how old are you? And he was like, I'm 22. We was like, God, God damn. damn, 22. <laughs> you old, you old, dog. Like, old. shit, man. That nigga man. was so young. So when I look back, a baby. At it now, he looked. He, he was so young, but we thought he was so old. Like, and that's nuts. Your perspective when you're 18, you really was like, yo, oh no, you old. Like, you old out here. Like, that's, you're not a teen anymore. <laughs> you, you ain't 18 you, or 19. You ain't got no teen. That's why when people. Like, tell us that they've been watching us since they was, like, in middle school, elementary, all type of shit. We just like, yo. The youngest one we got yesterday, he said, I was watching y'all since I was eight. I said, what? First off. I said, you shouldn't have been watching us. Yeah, that's us the first thing I'm eight, thinking. But you I should said, not have been you. watching he us. He said, hey, I had older brothers. I said, all right. So he 18 now. Literally grew up on us. Literally. That's, that's mind-blowing to know that there are people out there that grew up watching us that's like us meeting you know eddie and people like that dave chappelle i grew up on you 
we ain't even made it yet. And they talking about they grew in, up. In the words us. of the great Will Ferrell, that's mind bottling. That's mind bottling, not boggling. Bottling. Mind bottling. <laughs> so yeah, so thank you to everybody who sent us messages, who uh, shouted us out, who who posted anything about us. It it was it was it was good stuff. It was it's still good stuff. Before we get into yeah. you know the other topics we want to talk about this week and the fan questions and all that, can we reflect for a little bit? I want to ask I want to ask a couple of questions and let's let's just talk. See, I'm see, see. I'm excited. So I got about like um four five questions about this ten year journey. Ain't no telling where it could go. So I'm ex- I'm excited. My first question I'm gonna answer them too. Okay, but I'm gonna ask you first. What's your favorite DT memory? My past 10 years. favorite DT memory in the past 10 years. The first one that pops into my mind is going to have to be the Charlotte Live show. I think that's okay. the first one that pops into my mind because I think that was the first time I realized that, like, I knew we had something, but, like, that right there, took it to a another level for those who don't know we um we got booked to do a show at unc charlotte so shout out to everybody that either went to unc charlotte or was there for this show that i'm talking about or if you go to unc charlotte now y'all held it down um shout out to baby <laughs> from charlotte um so we had this show and at this particular show uh comedy central executive was there to watch the show um leading up to our uh, release of our second season of uh, Six Guys, One Car. And we remember, I remember we got there. My best friend was there um, from North Carolina. My mom was there and my grandmother. And so everybody came out. And we came out and we looked and like, I remember as soon as we came out and we looked and seen how many people was in there, I was like, oh, okay, cool. And they was. Uh, no, we knew before because first we saw the line. Yeah. Someone brought us the line picture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah they did bring then, us the line picture. Yeah. yeah. You know, our, we had Bree DJing mm-hmm. and they were hype. Mm-hmm. So we knew once once the crowd that hype and the show didn't start, they just hype from the music. We already know it's gonna be great energy. And low key, the the exciting part is, you know, you get out there, you be so excited, and they be screaming. You got to remember, oh, we in the middle of the show. I can't remember. I got. I can't forget my steps because <laughs> yeah. we was dancing. <laughs> so I was like, can't forget the moves. But the like I said, the show was amazing. But then once we got to the end and we hit that final joke, and people just stood up and like they erupted like they erupted and it like sent shockwaves through my body like my dopamine was going off the chain because i just remember how excited i was to see that that was the first time i was like okay like this is this is something real and that was january of that year and then we came and did the gramercy later on that year but that that was probably one of my top dt moments at least in the top five for sure i got a couple okay yeah. The tour that led to us going to New York and Toronto. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, we were on was, tour. That was great. The last that stop was, was North Carolina. Again, North Carolina always held us yeah, down. Yeah, they held us down. So we did a show there, and then me and Ron went to New York for a couple of days, mm-hmm. and then we went to Toronto for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And that whole experience, it was Ron's birthday, too. That whole experience was just fun. Yeah, that was fun. It had so many memories. We we vlogged the whole experience. If, if I can find it, I'm going to upload it. I'm going to put it on um 
I'm put it on the Patreon. Oh, the uh, um, the we did a whole documentary. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> Boss Boys a, ENT. It was the Boss Boys <laughs> ENT from our trip from North Carolina all the way to New York, and then uh, all the way to Toronto, then yeah. all the way back to LA. It was yeah. an experience. That was great. If I can find that, it's like it's 30 minutes, but it's good. That was, was great. very entertaining. Yeah. That we had a. I think this was the same. No, this wasn't the same tour. It was a different tour. We just had went back to our hometown, me, Chaz, and Mike, Miami. Mm-hmm. We killed the show. Mm-hmm. After the show, this um, promoter said I had an after party at this one spot. Mm-hmm. So we there waiting on Mike. <laughs> we all at, we all got there. We all going to walk in together. So Mike said, hey, I'm five minutes away. So we just standing outside waiting for Mike. Yeah. This man, Mike, comes around the corner with the entourage of all our old friends and everything with his shirt. Button open. I want you to no imagine shirt. like a slow motion scene. Like that's it, it looked like he came around in slow motion with some wind, like a wind machine. He had a button up on, him. no shirt under it. Had it it wasn't buttoned up. Yeah. So it didn't need the buttons. Yeah. Because no, he wasn't using the them. And it was like in slow motion. He he leading the this this crowd of people and it just was the funniest experience. We like, there go Mike. <laughs> It's like there go David Ruffin. There right go there. there go David. <laughs> David Ruffin. There it, was go the, David. it was one of the funniest nights. No, that was great. I had this is this beautiful girl with me that night. Mm-hmm. It was just a great night. I got another one to pick to, to, to piggyback off of that. Uh, at Georgia State. So Georgia State, we we pretty much were honorary members, students of Georgia State because we didn't enroll in that one class, but we was there all the time. So shout out to Georgia State, but. Um, the time that we shot Penny Pong, <laughs> that was fun because people just didn't know what was going on. We was all up and down that area. And just to see the look of people's faces, like, in astonishment and awe, I'll never forget that. Even when we got on campus, we doing stuff. And then we didn't like, we didn't tell nobody nothing. We just did it, and then we ran off. <laughs> We filmed it. I watched that video Did the other it. day. That's a funny it video. It ran off. So Penny Paul, I can remember it specifically uh, uh, shooting that and just remember the looks on everybody's faces. And, yeah, no, that was that was a great that I was got a great two one. more. No, go ahead. One more tour one. Okay. It was another tour. And this was connected to when Mike, the unbuttoned shirt. The unbuttoned so this was shirt. that tour. Um, so we started in Miami, and it was hot. It was just hot down mm-hmm. there. And then we went to D.C., mm. And when we went to D.C., the cherry blossoms was popping. It was all nice and cool. It was a nice little wind. It was like 70s. It was beautiful. And we were there because we were staying with Emmanuel's parents at their house because the rest of our tour was like two shows in New York, Mm -hmm. one in Baltimore, Mm -hmm. one somewhere else. And we were just planning to be stationed in D.C. and drive to each show Mm -hmm. when we needed to. So while we were there, we shot – What's that? Um, uh, ride out, ride out. Yeah. And during that shoot, we broke the van door <laughs> on a rental. Like it came off the hinges, so we like, oh my goodness, we panicked. We gonna have to pay thousands of dollars to get this fixed. They go to a, a random like shop by a gas station. Buddy say, uh, man, I probably can do this for a hundred. We never pay a man so goddamn fast in our life. No, no, it was less than that. Oh, he, what he. Cause I was with, uh, cause you didn't go, right? You was. No, I didn't go. We pulled up. <laughs> we was like, "Hey, can you look at this door? We did this, that, and the third. Uh, we just want to know if we can get it fixed here." He was like, oh, yeah, "Give me, give me like forty five dollars." It was like it was way less than a hundred. 
Beautiful. And we paid. We we gave him that. <laughs> so fast. It's so fast. And he did that shit quick. But the part of the memories I also like about it, Emmanuel's Ethiopian. So eating all that Ethiopian Ooh, food man. at his house from his mom was amazing. But going on the drives, those road trips to New York, we had to pass through all them states. And then one night we stayed in New Jersey. Mike got a, uh, a ticket for running a stop sign. <laughs> the shows were fun. The food we were eating. The people we That's, were meeting. Yeah, all yeah. the times we had to pull over because we had to pee. And people started getting frustrated. <laughs> like, man, y'all got a y'all weak ass blast. Yeah, yeah, niggas be peeing on this in this group, but now I'm a peer. <laughs> so now I can't say shit because now but I be peeing. That shit was just fun, man. Like, memories like that you have to cherish because when you're doing this with a group of people yeah. that you love and y'all are following your passion, like, those are memories that you'll forever remember and then the last memory there we did a fan meetup at the um at the what they call that in dc one of the monuments. oh yeah i forgot, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, but we yeah. did a fan meet with all our fans and it yeah. was so fun like yeah. about 50 people showed mm -hmm. up maybe more i don't know but we just had a ball it was, it was just a great experience then the last one is when we performed at the comedy store Mm, here yeah, in LA, which is a big LA. comedy yeah, club. Yeah. Like every legend that you yeah. know in comedy has performed here. Yeah. So for us to be able to perform there was, that was, amazing. was amazing. And I love, those are like some of my favorite DT photos because mm -hmm. the photos we took all backstage that was hard. and how grainy they are. I think, was it Kiwi? I think? Yeah, I think Kiwi too. Her camera or whatever she edited, they so grainy. So it just looks, it really looks iconic. Yeah. Like I love those pictures yeah. to this day. In my last one, I'm sorry. I was I had, I had, go ahead. When I was sick. Oh, yeah, Cam was going through it. Cam. I got to the airport. I think I ate something and then immediately got, like, some food poisoning. Because Sheesh. I'm talking about I was just sick in there. And, and I'm talking about we got to take a flight from here to Virginia. Yeah. So this is going to be five hours. Oh, yeah, solid. So, solid five hours. So I go to the bathroom and I throw up. I never throw up unless I got a hangover or something. Well, so you, I knew. You threw up when you worked out last week. Hey, chill out. My bad. Go chill ahead. out. My bad. Chill out. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm throwing up. I'm like, all right, I'm sick, but I got to go. We got a yeah. show to do. Yep. So we on this plane. And when I tell you, my body temperature is all types of crazy. Like the lady next to me, I know she was like, what? Is this nigga having withdrawals from drugs? Because I would get super hot and take off like all my shirts and my hoodie. And then I would get super cold and put everything back on. And then it was just it was just back and forth for five hours. Just back and forth. Like I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sit still. I was sweating. I was shivering. I would throw up in the in the in the bathroom. And then when we finally got to Virginia, I was still just sick. I was throwing up. And then all of a sudden it turned into diarrhea. That, and I started that, having diarrhea. That ass hot. And I was like, yo, that whatever it is, is in my system, my body is fighting and trying to get it out. So we had to go to the show that night, and I pulled through. Yeah. It, just, it wasn't a fun experience, but I just remember it. Now I got to persevere. I got I got two more tour real quick. I got more questions. Yeah, I know, I know. I, got, <laughs> I just had I just thought you made me think about the tour. So uh, one of my favorite times when we so we had to perform at Howard. Hold on, hold on. See, that's a question I got. What favorite yeah. live show? Oh, I see where you well, go. Already, well, that's what, okay. Well, never mind. I guess I, I, I just hold on. Just hold on. Well, I got one. Okay, getting excited. I got I, okay. This ain't my favorite live show, but something funny happened in the show. So we perform at Virginia Tech, right? Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> we can do this during live shows. We'll go live shows. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> What's your favorite skit? 
people always. <laughs> it's so tough. It's, it's tough. so tough, it's man. Because like when you go on a run and watch them, is you be like, yo, there's some it's some good shit in there. Um, I got two. You want me to go first? Yeah, go go ahead. When people used to always ask me, the first thing that always popped in my mind is fart in front of me. Yeah. So that's definitely one of them. It yeah. just has to be. It always pops yeah. in my mind. So fart in front of me. And then I think recently I discovered my second favorite video is Rappers Be Hurt. Because it's just everything <laughs> about it to me is genius. It's perfect. The video is perfect. The lyrics are perfect. The concept is perfect. Yeah. The, the way he structured the beat. He didn't let up on y'all niggas, <laughs> like to the very end. Like nothing was wasted. It yeah. was. It was. A, it, it's an amazing production. Yeah. <laughs> tropical. Anything tropical storm, man. It, it's tough for me to fight against. Cause I just love being silly. And tropical storm is is that. I'm a. I'm a go. I'm definitely gonna have to put who booty is it in there for some reason. I just really love that skit. I don't know. I, and one of my favorite parts about Who Booty Is It? And it it took me like a year before I heard this. And it's from you in that mm-hmm. skit. When <laughs> towards the end, whatever, like, look, bruh, all right, you ain't going nowhere. We got you surrounded. And in the background, you say, Equator. Nigga, I laugh every... Because I'm like, that's some geography <laughs> shit. Equator. The small stuff in our skits, that's, just, that's, that's what I love. So Who Booty Is It is definitely going to be up there. I ain't gonna lie, valet boot camp is boot is camp is probably is probably up the there for me. That. that shit is funny. And then the bloopers, the bloopers funny, and that was 2011, 2012. Emmanuel opens up. He says, "Hi, I'm Jerome Hansen, and I can barely see because <laughs> the sun <laughs> was in his face." And Chaz was playing and rage. Chaz playing rage. That's some we shit. Ended on the one wish song. No, that's some silly shit. The Valette brothers, like all that. That was a. It was early in our time, like, but it, it was really and good. You wrote that. That was like that, your first that was foray like my into first, writing. Yeah, that was like my first thing. Um, I, I don't know. So that I mean, black people laugh. It's 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 tough. See, that's it's another tough. one for me. Like black people laughing is classic because that has some iconic jokes in there. Yeah, like yeah. that that whole run. Like that that's a singular joke that could always go anywhere. Always. Literally always. Like, that's a genius concept. And then I mean recently when you when you was watching Trapped Under the Bed, that yeah, shit go trapped off. Trapped under the bed fire. Trapped under the bed go off. Trapped under the bed fire. I'm 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 here to toot our horn today. We got we got we we got bangers. Like we got bangers. bangers under the belt. It's okay to toot your own yeah, horn sometimes. We, you got to. Sometimes you gotta sit back and reflect and be like, man. I mean our, that's what our zodiac sign said. That this week takes some time to like really reflect on what you've done. Like we we got bangers and we ain't even started years, banging man. on y'all yet. It didn't even start really banging yet. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, favorite live show. Now you already right. said Charlotte. All right, that's, Charlotte's that's, that's in there for me too. Yeah, Charlotte might be two more. Yeah, Charlotte's probably number one. Charlotte's gonna be number one. Whew. Let me go first. Okay, on this one. so Charlotte's number one. Yeah, because it was amazing. The circumstances surrounding it yeah. was incredible. With Comedy yeah. Central being there, and with, that was our first time getting a standing ovation. Yeah, the energy was crazy. Gramercy. Is second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the second time Comedy Central tested us. See, we could sell out a live show. Did that. Stunned it on there. Did ass, that. And sold it out. Did that. And all the fans came in. What made it really cool, fans were coming from different states. Yeah. Like, I think um, 
Michaela yesterday mm-hmm. for coming all the way from Chicago. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people came from Detroit. Some people came some from people North Carolina. Came some from North Carolina. <laughs> like, people were just flying out. Um, Kid Fury was there. Yeah. We had friends from high school there. It, yeah. was just, it was just great, and we murdered it. Yeah. And then what made it even better was we didn't plan on getting paid from this. We ended up getting paid. <sighs> Yo. Unexpected I, check. And I remember how it happened. I'm sitting on the edge of the, of the stage waiting on everybody. You know, we, we uh, talking to the fans, and we taking pictures. And I feel the guy, the promoter type man on the back. And so I turned around. I was like, what's up? He was like, oh, uh, come here real quick. So I, I got up. And he was like, well, I was like, what's going on? He was like, I just wanted to give you this. And I looked at it. And I know what a check looked like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. You know what it feels like. I know. And he handed it to me. I was like, oh, thank you. Man, I told the guy, we was like, they was like, huh? We got That was the best feeling to just kill the show. Because we wasn't planning on getting paid. We wasn't thinking about nothing. We just thinking about killing the show. Because Comedy Central do. set it up. Yeah. So they got the venue, and they started testing if we can sell it out. So all the money we thought was going back to them because, mm-hmm. you know, they, they rented the venue out for us. They put us in hotels. They flew us out and all that. So we like, we ain't getting paid for this. We just got to show them our worth again. Again. After killing it in North Carolina, <laughs> we had to kill it again. And we did. Tickets, and we did. And then we ended up getting paid. So it was a, it was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful experience. Trip. And then my last one, which is ironic, mm-hmm. is Howard. And yep, that's one of mine, too. What I love about <laughs> it is the doubt. We always was getting doubted at our live shows. Doubted. Like, it either was people we were saying, we were coming to the venue, like, we're going to need more chairs in this. And they would be like, well, if we do, you know, we'll put more out. And then it'll be... Too many people, then they'd be scrambling last minute to put mm-hmm. out chairs when mm-hmm. we told them. But at Howard, it was a little different doubt. This girl told us, and no no beef towards yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, But when we was going to rehearsal, she said, I'm going to take you right quick. we like, well, we can't go that way because people out there, and they're going to recognize us. And we like to keep the element of surprise. We don't want you to see us until we hit the stage, so it's that level of excitement. Mm-hmm. She like... And people don't really know y'all. It's all right. They don't really know y'all like that. We like, we telling you, because they're back where we can go, please. You're like, it's going to be all right. Soon as the elevator open, do I tell you all these people ah! screaming and saying our names? And we just look at her, and, then, and then she just keep walking. We get in there. She's like, damn, that was crazy. I didn't know it was going to be like that. In my head, what you I wanted to say the B word. <laughs> not, but, even, not even the full word. But... <laughs> I held it. I said, I told you. I told you. We tried to tell you. Like, I told you. We tried to tell you. And then what's crazy, this show was so crazy, they couldn't let anybody from outside the school in. It was so packed. Like, if we can find those pictures, I'm going to put all of this in. I think they on my my phone. I think I got at least a a couple of the Howard pictures. Like, it was nuts. It, It was no line. It was just a sea of people outside the venue. And it looked like. It was a, like a, a riot or something. Yeah, going yeah, on. it looked, it looked, like, it looked Whoa. crazy. So then they they planned for this, so they had enough chairs. Mm-hmm. But then what made it funny while we still setting up <laughs> the production company, they set up to <laughs> get the mics working, projector and the lights. They hired this old man that's like Yo. seventy. We about to go on stage. We already frustrated with how long they took and some of the stuff acting up. He come to us say, "Uh, can one of y'all come upstairs with me?" Um, so y'all can give me the cues for the light because it's dark up there. Because it's dark, I can't see. In my head, again, I want to say, if you can't see, why are you take working? your old ass home? 
I can't you, come with you upstairs to cue the lights for me who are supposed to be on and he stage. Looked, he looked at all of us. I'm like, nigga, we not go. We literally, like, Mike is about to go out the stage. We all about to go. I got to get to my position. Yeah. He can, want me to go can upstairs. Can one of y'all come job. upstairs to see and help me because it's dark up there. So. <laughs> <laughs> So we we start oh, performing man. and then the shit start going bad. The mics are cutting out. No, so I knew it was bad. As soon as Mike went out, he was like, "All right, everybody, to hit." And that's what the mic sounded like going in. And I said, "Oh, and then man, this was a I guess an issue that Howard was having at previous shows because the crowd was like, "It's okay, baby. This happens all the time here." So we just said, "Forget the mics." So we just start yelling without the mics. Yeah, it's pretty. Project my bad. Yeah. <laughs> Projecting our voices because the mics were just bad. But the like, crowd was fucking with it. They yeah. was there. They was the there. The show was incredible the show outside was of production of the the production element of it. And then it. we've been back to Howard ever since. <laughs> What'd you say? I said we've been back to Howard ever ever, yeah. ever since. Yeah. Now so. now uh, another one of my favorite, you know, tour moments. <laughs> I already know what you about to nah, say. It's, it's this shit, in Miami, right? Well, no, I okay, mean okay. that's that's one. That's okay. the, but this is the Virginia Tech one. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, so we in Blacksburg, Virginia, over at Virginia Tech. Now, we get there. Mind you, I didn't even know we had, you know, fans like that in Virginia Tech. So it was cool. Like it was, And it was like, this crowd was, wasn't was just black. It was like everybody. So I was like, this is this is dope. So we get there. We, we go on stage. The show's going good. Now, there's a portion of the show where <laughs> Emmanuel had to play uh, Jerome Hans or like a news reporter. And so backstage, we have to like maneuver around ourselves. You know, we had to change outfits, stuff like that. So we're about to go on. <laughs> we're about to go on stage, <laughs> and all of a sudden, <laughs> we see Emmanuel running <laughs> because he was in the wrong position. <laughs> he thought it was another part of the show, so you just see this bald hair. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Duh. that shit. We were like, "Where's a man?" When he just come running down the aisle, he just come running the, down the aisle of the show. Duh. That he shit made it work, but that shit was so funny. So funny, because I know he was in panic. Because when you realize you're in the wrong position, that shit is funny. Funny, yo, that shit is so funny. Uh, so that was definitely one of my favorite tour moments for sure. Uh, Next question. I oh, go ahead. You had something else? No, nah, I was thinking about Miami, but I like I like all our Miami shows. But you and the know. reason I was saying Miami, I thought you were gonna say the first time we performed at um, Tropical Storm when we came out. I could talk and saying saying Dick touched the water. How the, and crowd, the crowd was, was it. singing Dick touched the water. You don't know for the, for us for me and Cam especially watching live shit and that energy when you just get a little bit of that it's like a tease. Like I, lo- I we gonna have. A tropical storm show. I don't care if it's one. I don't care if it's two. <laughs> we gonna have a tropical storm show. That was the a little bit of it. It was thirty seconds. Yeah, thirty seconds of Dick Tusk. What and they was it, they were singing it. Niggas was singing it. So shout out to y'all. All right, next question. I got three more. If you wasn't in DT, what do you think you would be doing? Um, sometimes I'd probably be living in Atlanta for sure. I definitely because I I didn't have any plans on moving to California, especially if I wasn't doing uh just 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 music, man. Whether whether it was whether it was like design, sound design. I went to school for audio, so whether it was like sound design at the company, whether it was 
production on the side, whether it was, but some type of audio I definitely would have been doing because that was what I got my degree in. And music is definitely a large part of our group and my life. So do you think you'll be married by now? That's tough to say. I, I, there's a there's a strong there's definitely a higher probability of mm-hmm. me being married if I wasn't uh, doing what I'm doing, pursuing what I'm uh, pursuing. But I can't I can't say I can't I can't say I don't know if I'd be. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I'd be married. That's that's interesting. Do that's you interesting. think you'd be fat? Nah, <laughs> I'd be I'd be regular. <laughs> <laughs> I be regular body. I da- I be I be dad body. Probably I probably be dad body to be to be honest with you. Because I definitely. I mean, I probably would have went to work out, but I wouldn't have been going as hard. As, like you know, I'm being motivated now and stuff like that. So I probably would have still been eating meat. Oh, actually, I can't say that. I can't because I just don't, don't know. I don't know, but I'm, the probability all of all these things. Yeah, yeah I, I might have would have still been eating chicken and stuff like that. But uh, you've been eating good and them taco mac wings. Been eating real good, but I definitely would have been in Atlanta for sure. Unless the job, like if the job was out here, like of course, like what one one thing I wanted to do was be at Pixar. Now that if that if I got that, then yeah, of course I'd be out. Um, but other than that, yeah, probably in Atlanta doing doing some type of audio. What about you? Um, I'd probably be definitely living in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and I'd probably be working at a production company, mm-hmm. editing. Doing some type of motion graphics or something, doing that, or I'll be living in Atlanta mm-hmm. or LA, running a company with a manual, some type of I can see that. some type of company, and probably advertising or some type of consulting business for just something creative. Because I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, I always yeah. wanted to have my own. So some way, somehow, I'm gonna have my own business or something or I'm gonna be working at a production company flipping houses and investing in real estate something something like that yeah I definitely knew that if I would have been at a nine-to-five it would have to be a nine-to-five that was either really in the in my field or because it couldn't have been I couldn't have been doing like no regular nine-to-five no it just it wouldn't have worked it had to be in my field or something around around my field because yeah that that was that was for the birds for me two more questions all right what do you think is the current perception of dormtainment? <clears throat> I think I think true honestly, I think our current perception possession, our current perception is internet pioneers. Honestly, I think because it's not too many times that I meet people and that when they know about us, that they don't say, hey, man, y'all kind of paved what y'all been doing this for a long time. And I respect it's usually respect. Nobody I've ever met has been like, you know, nothing, nothing too crazy. And then like there's usually been like, hey, man, it's respect. So I think for sure, like like Internet pioneers, like when it comes to group comedy. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely that's where I, what I think our current perception is. It's funny you say that. Cause I think the same. But I think our current perception is like. YouTube legends, yeah, internet comedy pioneers, yeah, um, quality content, and that we fell off, yeah, and that we fell off. And I don't take the fell off thing personal Mm-mm. because I know the industry we in, everything moves fast, yeah. and it's about what's new and what's hot, yeah, yeah. And you never gonna stay the hottest forever. Like you may be, you know, relevant forever, yeah. but you ain't gonna be the hottest thing because usually it's a young man's game. Yeah, it's like. For sure. 
whoever's the new and up and coming thing people are excited about it's like oh did you see this person yet when they're yeah. underground everyone champions you yeah, yeah and then when you get on they're like we've been on this person y'all yeah, late yeah, yeah, and yeah. then that's what and then it's like people want to take you down because the new hot thing are coming mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you're never gonna be the hottest but we playing the long game yeah like we playing oh, we're here for a little yeah bit. we playing the long game we we know who we are we know our worth we know what we have to offer so when we finally get, get when it's our time it's gonna be crazier than anything y'all ever seen yeah because then and everybody that's been supporting us they gonna be like man we've been told y'all. you know yeah. what i'm saying we've been out here and, and then the people that respect and, and love us mm-hmm. All gonna come out the woodworks who mm-hmm. you've never heard from before, mm-hmm. and stuff like that happens. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of. I mean, I seen a lot of uh, comments from the new skit. Shout out to we dropped the new skit, uh, Federal Beat Investigator. If you haven't seen it, please go watch that on our YouTube. But you know, some of the comments was like, "What y'all gonna do? Just leave again?" <laughs> I mean, that's fair. And now that's fair. That, that that's is fair. completely fair. I don't take none of that personal because I understand. Yeah. But and yeah. and we might. And we and we and we might. <laughs> but we so, we got more skits. But we for got more. We, we got we do season. We yeah. trying to do seasons. We do, trying to do seasons. It's never. I, I'll tell y'all right. It's never gonna be every Sunday. No, again. it's not. That's never gonna happen again. That yeah, was yeah. a time in our life, a yeah. period when we were building, when we had way more time, when we had the. <laughs> We had this the, that burning, burning. I, I tell y'all, when you when you gotta build it at first, you just gotta go. And, and don't think the de- the desire is still there, but the desire is just there. it's it's channeled. it's channeled somewhere different now for it's, the bigger picture. And really, what well, honestly, what it is, y'all, is when we first started, we were just picking up a camera and shooting. Like that's because that's all we all we really knew. But as we got deeper into the industry and seeing how shots you didn't go and we studied you know film and stuff like that we realized like oh you can't shoot like that no more and when you have to set up lights you know set up audio uh angle it the right way da 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 one shot can take 35 minutes honestly and and you can't you can't we we couldn't keep that quality and sustain are the same time schedule that you guys are used to so we had to scale back and especially when other projects and stuff started coming in because we wanted to, like I said, we're trying to grow the business. So that's really honestly what it was. If we were shooting like we was regularly shooting, yeah, we could probably shoot all day, but we don't We don't shoot like that no more. And see, that's where that new hot energy comes yeah, from because yeah. usually that new person, they just on it how we yeah, used to yeah. be on it. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of things I see these days, we did oh, five, yeah, years six, ago. seven years ago. It's yeah. like, but I'm like, hey. Do you think? You know, it's daytime. Can't be mad at it. Um, last question. Honestly, mm-hmm. how close do you think we are breaking through to the next level? End of this year. I feel it. Like I feel it. Feel. It. I thought about this yesterday. Last night, well, before before I was going to bed, I read a quote. No, not a quote. I was reading an article about um, the boiling point, and it was just saying how you your body can feel like the the you can feel the energy through your body when like when you're at the brink of something like when you like when you in a, a game like a football game or you know playing basketball and like something you, you ever i know you know shot a shot before playing ball and like you just know it's going in. like you just i mean that's majority of the time I, you know i feel i set you up i feel it was going that's good that's good i'm gonna eat that one. so you know when you, <laughs> you set up the shot i mean it wasn't funny it was but but you know what i'm saying that feel like you put yeah. up you like or that's or like even if you watching LeBron or something you like he take that last second shot you like that that's that's going in like that it was talking about that feeling and, I, and I'm getting that feeling for us so I'm, is there I'm, a reason for that feeling or is it something that happened that gave you that feeling or is it just a 
a dream you had or a vision or is it what? I, f- I feel like it's just a feel, just a, a, a vision. Or I, I, I don't know. It could be once we put out the skit yesterday, and I just was really thinking about it, and I was just like, yeah, man. Like we, we, I know we right here, and I know we got a good little energy going right now, and I, I can, I could just, I, I feel it. Like this, this, this year, like I, I feel it. I definitely feel it. What's well, funny, I feel the same feeling, but I describe it different. I think it, we're on the cusp. Cusp. And we're right there. So picture a mountain, a very sharp mountain, a peak. Look at the peak. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very steep, and we're pushing up a ball. Mm-hmm. And that ball is called breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Success. The Everything ball of won. breakthrough. So we pushing it up, and we right there, right by the peak. But we need a little more assistance to push to that other side mm-hmm. and when we make it to the other side the ball just that momentum's just gonna keep rolling it's mm-hmm. gonna you ain't gotta push it no more mm-hmm. so the ball's gonna get rolling it's gonna roll down mm-hmm. and everything gonna just start picking up uh, and that's where i feel we are we right there where we wait for a little assistance a little bit of push a little bit of help then boom because listen these companies gonna eat us a lot these endorsements it's gonna be stupid it's gonna be dumb and i'm excited for all of it all of it that's that was the last question. That was the last question I had. So um, if you had the only, I mean, the last move on. The last thing, I mean, we really got to really look at what we've done. Like it's, it, it's because sometimes people are in and out of this game. Like some people don't make it to the game. Some people are still in the locker room, and we've been in the game, been running on the court, up and down the court for ten years, and I'm just, I'm really honestly proud because. That I don't know where, like I said, we don't know where we would be without this. You know what I'm saying? Without Dorante, without us, without the six of us that started it, without us five here now, we we don't know where we would be, honestly. And like, you gonna make me go on a tangent? Man. And I'm just, I'm just saying, like, it's just people. We make this joke about a certain person that said people don't do this anymore when they said people don't fly to from Atlanta to New York, which they do every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was a wild statement someone said years what? ago. What? But a lot of people aren't doing what we are doing as far as the the, the skits that we have done. Like we were thinking, like we were ahead of our time on a lot on a lot of stuff. And I don't, I give, I give ourselves a lot of credit for that. And of course, that it was inspired by people before us. You know, the Dave Chappelle's, Chris Rock, the Eddies, the sketch comedy, SNL, all that. Um, but where we at right now and the perseverance that we have is really like I, I'm I'm just so excited about it and I'm 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 proud of it and we could have cause we could have quit a long time ago. Like we, we could we could have quit a long time ago. We could have said, you know what? This is it. We out of here. But we just we've been sticking through it. And and that's the way I look at it. It's just the sacrifice of everything. Like when you look back at that's why I wanted to ask that question. What do you think you'd be doing if you weren't in mm-hmm. DT? And honestly, you would probably be more successful financially. Yeah, of Maybe course. have a family. Mm-hmm. Have all the stuff that typical people have in life and mm-hmm. makes them happy and all that stuff. But the sacrifice we have to make for this dream and how hard it is to make it here, you have a little bit less. So you owe it to yourself to see it fully through and go your hardest because the fruits of this labor is crazy yeah compared to anything you yeah, would have yeah, had yeah, in for sure. an alternate life for sure so and it'll all make it worth it at the end of the mm-hmm. day mm-hmm. and you're doing what you love 
even it's not even about like the materialistic things. It's about honestly what it is for me is doing something you love and being rewarded for it. Yeah. Like I can be financially free. I can pay off all my bills. I can take care of my family. I can bring up more people that wants this dream mm -hmm. behind us. Mm -hmm. Cause that's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. Reaching back, honestly, opening yeah. that door. So all of that is the reward that you get for all these years of sacrificing. And that shit will be I amazing when, when once it happens mm -hmm. it's gonna be an amazing feeling i don't know if i ever told this story but um it was about the day that i realized that this wasn't about us no more it was it never was it, it, it never but you know when you in it you kind of like i'm just ready to get mm -hmm. it but the day i really realized it was maybe three years ago i'm in the valley of california at a gas station so i'm at the gas station this guy I get out the car, I pump the gas, I'm about to get back in the car here. Wrong. And so I turn around, this is older gentleman. Cause I, he had a little salt and pepper uh goatee. So I was like, okay, he might be, he might be like 40 something. He, he probably ain't too old because he still looked kind of young. I was like, hey, what's up, man? He was like, hey man, big fan, da da da. Love you guys. I think you guys are you guys are killing it. Um, I'm excited uh uh for what you guys got going on. I was like, oh, appreciate it, man. Thank you. So um, I gave him a handshake, and I'm about to get back in the car. He was like, hey, but can I talk to you real quick? And I was like, uh. But maybe go another tangent. I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, what's up? He was like, hey, so I'm a cancer survivor. So I, I was like, oh, well, definitely congratulations, because you here. You survived. And he was like, yeah, man. He was like, when I was in the hospital, um, I was kind of like on my last leg, honestly. He was like, I was kind of giving up. He was like, it was like. I was going through my stages of of death, you mm -hmm. know. I was going through the you know the the grief part, and you know. Then he was like, "I'm finally at the acceptance stage." And I'm like, "You know what? It's my time to go back to heaven. That's where I'm. That's where I'm at. That's where I come from. That's where I'm." So then he says, "I I come across this video on YouTube from this group called Dormtainment." He said, "I was like, I ain't who are these five six guys." that are are doing this comedy and it's funny and i was like oh word he was like yeah he was like but you understand he was like every day when i got up i would watch y'all every day he was like i wouldn't wouldn't miss a beat he said and slowly but surely i started to realize that i gotta fight he was like i gotta fight i gotta keep going he was like and i started to i started to realize that there's more to life than just giving up on it he was like and I seen you guys working. He's like, when your hard drive crashed, I was so invested. I was like, oh man, I'm, I'm here for it. He was like, and he was like, I watch you every day and slowly but sure. He was like, I hadn't laughed in months. He said, I hadn't laughed in months. And every day I laughed. And he said, I'm now in remission. And he said, I think you guys helped cure my cancer. I said, This nigga trying to make me cry. I said, Yo. I was in, when he was done, I was like, Yo. Whoa! I, he was like, "No, seriously." He was like, "Laughter can really cure." He was like, "I'm telling you," and he was like, "Y'all." He, he said, "Don't stop what you do." When he said that, I said, "Oh yeah, it's not about us." I said, "This not about us at all." Because had we gave, given up, he would have he would have gave up. And I was like, "Man, come on, come man. I'm just saying, he did, man. Let you let him out, man. man. Let the tears out. Be a thug with it, you know, but." <laughs> Cause I was in, I was in tears when he told. I was like, oh, man. "Yo, man, come on." See, uh, you, this is the thing. That's that is what it's all about. Yeah, that's it, what that's it's it. not about us. Yeah, that's it. First, is about getting people through their tough times. Because yeah. 
laughter is medicine. Yeah. So all the people that send us emails and tweets saying we helped them through depression and all that shit, you know how good that makes us feel? And that's mm-hmm. how we you, you can't stop. Yeah. Not only that, you can't stop for the people that's watching us and praying and hoping that we succeed because then that will give them hope to mm-hmm. go after their goals. Mm-hmm. And after they dreams, because they can see, oh, this is possible. They did this. Mm-hmm. Perseverance, 10 years, mm-hmm. they did this. So why can't I do it? For that inspiration, you can't stop. And then for the other people that your journey is going to help open the door for them. Like, I look at Issa Rae, for example. Mm-hmm. All the people that she employs right now. They are booming. All the people that works on her production and for her projects right now. Imagine if you could see 10 years ago that this person is going to change your life. <laughs> and when you see her web series come out, how hard you would have been promoting it. How hard you would have supported her when she started her GoFundMes and all that. Because you know it was directly tied to affecting your mm-hmm. life and changing your life. And I see all the people, all the, the people, people that, that came up with her. her yeah, you see it. Yeah. They lives are changed. Mm-hmm. I've seen all the people she helped on, like, putting the EP credit mm-hmm. on to get them their show. So it's about that, too. All the people that's going to be connected to our journey, mm-hmm. we can't stop for. Because it may be people listening right now that us making it will help them make it. Yeah. So it was like those yeah. three things right there alone. Yeah. And then the fourth God bringing us together, the way he brought us together, yeah. is we're yeah. meant to be doing this. We're meant, he gave us this gift to help people out, make them laugh, and heal them through comedy, mm-hmm. which is nothing I take for granted. So it was like you you just got to, you have to. You have That's to. That's why you say we're we scientists. We're scientists studying the form of laughter uh, through medicine. <laughs> for medicine. Man, scientists, man. That's what. That's what studying it is. Studying laughter as a form of medicine. Uh, real that's life. What it was. Real life. But, so yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Got to keep going. So happy ten years, man. We out here. Unless we got twenty five, thirty more to go. That's so. the second time you almost almost made me cry. Almost. I'm gonna get you one day. Almost. <laughs> I'm a thug to the end, my dude. I make this podcast cry like Jay Z made the song cry for I cry. <laughs> <laughs> made the podcast. That's why cry. I, I looked away from you. I was like, all right. <laughs> so I'm feeling a little something like, nah. Made the pod. Made the pod cry. <laughs> made the pod cry. <laughs> I hope that touched somebody, man. Cause that that touched me. So I can't see him coming down my eyes. <laughs> so I had to <laughs> make the, the pod, pod cry. cry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, Aunt Becky. Aunt Becky. And about 50 other people went down in a college fraud scandal. That sounds crazy. And then paying this one guy to get their kids into these prestigious mm-hmm. universities. So Aunt Becky from Full House that y'all know, you know, she's the face of this scandal. Her and her husband paid 500000 to get her two daughters into this USC because that was their dream school. And what they would do, sometimes they would, like, get you athletic scholarships, even if you don't play the sport like mm-hmm. i think their daughter they got in on a rowing a scholarship on a rowing scholarship yeah. hey yo rowing <laughs> that ain't no easy sport that's not a, that's not an easy sport but all i thought about when i heard that the first thing that popped in my mind well she better row roll down that stream <laughs> and get her ass out of this school <laughs> you better row 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 that boat gently down that stream <laughs> merrily merrily uh... merrily and her yeah. life ain't a dream right now, so she better get up out of there because it's not fair. There's a lot of no, people that not actually fair, yeah. work hard to get into these schools and don't get accepted because someone paid money to get in. But it and just go to it, show how, like, money... No, if you if you got some type of 
status or financial uh, backing or so, you can move in ways that just people. But just there's can't. ways of doing it though. No, like, they could have built a building and hope that you know got them enough yeah. praise or yeah. enough recognition to get their child in. But yeah. they want to cheat the system. Yeah, and these would be the same people that oh you gotta pull your pull your boot. What, what's that saying? Yeah, put your bootstraps up tight. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. All that bullshit. All that, all that, all all that, that bullshit, bullshit y'all talking. People cheating the system, and they behind closed doors be cheating the mm-hmm. system. And I seen vlogs of her daughter say, I don't really want to, I don't really care for school. I just want to go for the football games and the parties. That's that's it. And you taking a spot from someone who fought and worked hard for this. Because her, her scores weren't good enough. So, so they had so, to pay to get her in. Nah, man, it's people out there working too hard for that. You got to, you got to eat that. You got to take that L. So I ain't got no sympathy. Yeah, nah, for you got, you got to take that L because I know family members that I know couldn't go to God. You know what I'm saying? Like you just got to take that L. But you, but it's that, it's that privilege though. Where was Jesse, man? Jesse should have told I'm Becky. Jesse should pulled up on little Becky. Don't, don't do this, on, Becky. Man. And Becky is a name that sound like might do some stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Becky. She lost everything. She got fired from Hallmark. She lost other endorsements. Her, her daughter lost her endorsements. They they lost everything. But I seen this one comment that just made me laugh that someone said, um, they said, if Olivia, which is the daughter, knew nothing about what her parents did, this is so messed up. She was sent off, um, she was sent off a, a yacht dropped from Sephora on a border being kicked out of USC. Her career is practically ruined and it's barely even begun. And the person took the words right out my mouth. They said her father has eighty million dollars. She'll be fine. Honestly, dead she, ass. She will be completely fine. People, people gonna forget about this. People gonna forget this. This is like this is a bad thing, but it ain't but, one of those things where you know. Yeah, it ain't like you hurt no kids. People gonna forget it. about this in in yeah. a couple years, and she gonna be totally fine. Yeah, because people forget about worse things. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. If they can forget about worse things. They gonna forget about this, and she gonna be fine. Your daddy worth eighty million. Your daddy worth eighty million. You gonna be just no fine. sympathy from me. I'm sorry. <laughs> you got anything on that before we move on? Uh, no, not on that. Uh. Other than that, the Browns looking like a a goddamn Pro Bowl team on offense. Yeah. First off, I never thought I'd be saying this, but Browns might be coming for y'all, man. Like if they if they if they lock it up, get get things right. Listen to this offense: Odell Beckham, Bam, Jarvis Landry, Whoa, Najuko. If Bow. I'm saying that right, the tight end, yeah. beast, Kareem Hunt, mm. Nick Chubb, Whoa, Baker Mayfield, Wow, third receiver Antonio Callaway, who was supposed to be a first round pick, but he got in trouble, so he went in the second round, a third round, killing it. That's a mean ass. That's like, a mean, yeah. as a defensive coordinator, I'm gonna be up all night. Like, who, who, who do I, who do I stop first? Do I yeah. stop Odell and let? Because you can't the, double nobody. Can't double nobody. Can't double nobody because that's gonna be a problem for you. If they jail, whoa, whoa, ain't no telling who they about to get in the draft. Yeah, if they, if that team jail, it's it's gonna be. And I, but I know that's all they. If I'm Baker Mayfield. I'm in my books now. I'm, I'm figuring out how. What's the best way for us to get on the same? I'm calling page. him. Let's go work. Work. If I gotta come to y'all, let's go for a month. Go somewhere and let's get on the same. Get page. on the same page. Practicing these routes. So Shit, I get hang, hang out. Let's get to know. Like let's get to know each other. <laughs> let's, let's do this. Like for like, real. There's no other time to be excited to be a Browns fan yeah. right now, and they honestly deserve it. And they deserve. What, what I say the other day? I said, listen. I said, if I meet a woman. Who has been a Brown fan all her life? 
Marry I'm her. Marrying, I'm marrying her. Marry her. She's not going nowhere. She's loyal. She's not going nowhere. She's loyal. She will hold. It, I I can go. I can go you. anything. She's gonna support me. She's gonna hold you down. <laughs> She's not going nowhere. She ain't going because nowhere. that team has been through the mud. <laughs> the mud, nigga. <laughs> Like, when I really think about it, I need to find me a girl from Cleveland. Like, honestly, everybody I know from Cleveland are dudes. And they're yeah. all great men. They're great. They're yeah, all great, great people. They're great people. People from Cleveland? Good people. Are great people. They're so good. I need to find me a girl from Cleveland. Because I don't know no girls from Cleveland, but I need to find one because I know they loyal. Because these teams have gone, like, y'all don't understand, these teams have gone zero wins. Zero wins. Zero and 16. And people are in the stadium. Like they, <laughs> they deserve it. They deserve it all. They for deserve they, every for their dedication and loyalty. Like I'm, I'm not gonna lie. If if like my team got knocked out and the Browns is in the player, I'm pulling. I'm a Brown. I'm, I'm pulling for the Browns. I'm pulling for the Browns, dog. That's pulling for the Browns because I know that celebration. You gonna feel like you gonna feel it. That city gonna feel it. I'm I, like I, I, I'm with I, I stand by that theory. Ain't no more. Ain't no ain't a more loyal girl than a Browns fan. <laughs> it's not. If she's a Browns fan it's for not. years. She's loyal. Like, if you walk in that house and she got, like, a, a room, it's, just, it's Browns, with, uh, you got it. I'm getting on one knee. You got Because I know you're going to be there. You got it. I know you're going to be there. You and she nasty. Me, have my she back. get nasty. Cause that, yeah, that's, she a dog. She a dog. She a dog. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on to be out there in that weather. And, like, in that gloom. I know this sound funny, but, y'all, I'm dead ass here. Like, you got to be a loyal person. Like Yes. Because people jump teams all the time. Like, people jump ship all the time. They deserve it, man. You got it. You, you got it, Because they ain't been good since the 60s. And that's a long Jim Brown. Time. Look at Jim Brown now. <laughs> to know Jim Brown now, you got to know Jim Brown then. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. You got They ain't been good since before we was born. 20-some years. <laughs> they ain't been good since the Civil Rights Movement. Nah. <laughs> that's wild. So last year was like a glimpse because uh, Baker they Mayfield finally won more than one yeah, game. Baker like, Mayfield came in and did some th things. Think about that. You're excited because they won more than one game. When they won the one game, niggas was like, yeah, like it was the Super Bowl. And they should have won more, but the, yeah, the field goal, the, the kicker yeah. missed so many field goals. Yeah, they should have won more. Yo, like. I'm ha I'm excited I'm to excited, watch. Yeah, I'm excited, I'm excited to, watch. to. And you know how many primetime games they're gonna have now this year? Look, and me and Chaz are saying this is the time. Like, if it's any other time, like you said, it's because they have a window. You got a window. One to three years. About a, if you want this team to stay together, if they jail to get one to three years, probably before you know contract, all that stuff. Take this time. Revamp a lot, maybe even revamp the jersey. Maybe we can get a new design. Like, get do feel like we. I mean, nah, man, hold hold stay, it down. Stay loyal to the design. Hold it down. Yeah, I'll say don't change it. it don't, okay, don't, okay. don't change up so quick. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. They've been I'm, loyal this long. That's a staple. That's let, okay. Let, let's let's win with those uniforms and then figure it out from there. I, yeah, I, let's, let's not, stick with that. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. The uniforms are ugly. I'm gonna give y'all. See, that, you though. ain't used to sticking with stuff because you ain't a Cleveland Brown fan. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm, you know, <laughs> the most you ever stuck with. Was Dorm Tainment. That has nothing on the Browns. That fan. has nothing on the Browns because it's been decades. <laughs> it's only been one decade for us. There is an old man right now that's still wait. He's holding on. He's on life support in Cleveland, holding on to this year, just waiting to see what happens. It makes me think about this dude I talked to in the airport one time. He sat right next to me. This white guy. He like, uh, you watch football? I'm like, yeah. He like, uh, what's your team? I said Dallas. He like, uh. Say America's team, you like a uh, good good team, good team. I like. What about you? You like? Uh, I'm from Cleveland. 
I'm like, oh, you're a Browns fan. He said, yeah, it's tough. But, yeah, I'm sticking with him. That's that's my team. And I just thought about him when all this was happening. I'm like, he's so he's excited. He's so right excited. Now. And he deserves it. We had a great conversation. He ended up being a great man from based on what he told me. And now it all makes sense. It all makes sense. Like, those are life lessons you're learning when, you being a, when you're a Browns fan. Yeah. Like, if you got a friend from Cleveland, start call a business. him today and thank him for being a loyal friend to you. I know they've been loyal. And start a business because they're going to they gonna figure it out. They're going to hold you down. I know. They ain't going nowhere. I know. Shout out to, so this podcast, hey, shout out to Cleveland, man. Shout yep. out to Cleveland and all them Cleveland girls. What's up? It was good. Um. All right. So we've been on here for a while, so I'm just going to get to the questions, Let's fan questions from our Patreon. Make sure you know you join our Patreon if you want to ask us questions and for the boss talk. So uh, they've got about 12 in there. All right. Let me refresh it, make sure ain't no new ones right quick. I got a pee. Well, it's all right, though. I can you hold better it. hold it. I can hold it. I can hold, hold it. hold it down like a Cleveland Brown fan. Hold it down like a Cleveland Brown. Cleveland Brown fan. I hold that pee. <laughs> So you a Denver fan. You don't know nothing about that. Oh, yeah, that. no. I go mile high to the bathroom. Yeah, all that thin air up there. <laughs> you know, get thin bladders. <laughs> I'm talking shit, guy. I pee right before we start. <laughs> all right, oh, first man. question. Vinny Hughes, my man Vinny Hughes. He said, he said, nah, fam, I'm sick of this shit. Let's settle this right now. What's the best juice of all time? What's the one juice that you couldn't have any other juice but that one for the rest of your life? What would it be? I'm saying Hawaiian Punch. It's out here for the broke families that need that twang with their broke-ass TV dinner. Oh, okay. All right, for me, I can't really say of all time right now. I'm not prepared to make that statement, but my favorite favorite drink always, juice-wise, is always orange juice with a little bit of pulp in there. It's always my favorite. I'm going to say it. I'm, I'm going orange juice. Orange juice? I'm going orange juice because it's nothing that's going to get me, like, it's so satisfying every time. I, every time I have, I'm going to have to go orange juice because I love apple juice. I love apple juice. The apple juice is really good. I love apple juice too, but it don't hit. It don't, it don't hit. hit. It don't get it, that it, sharp hit like I mean, orange it juice. hit if you ain't had it in a long time. Yeah, but, like, it's a huge, subtle hit. But orange juice has this sharp hit because that citrus. Yeah. It's, a, yeah, it's yeah. sharp and it's pointing. And yeah. that little bit of pulp, woo. And I'm a, and I'm a, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a good pineapple juice in there because I really I like I like pineapple I'm gonna go I'm gonna throw a good pineapple juice but orange juice is probably gonna be my number one to be honest with you I'm gonna have to go orange. Jameson, I have two questions. First one: When are y'all gonna do another podcast with Win? The one y'all had really impacted me spiritually. The second question is Rome. I live in NC. Was wondering if you made a trip out here, would you do a meetup? Thanks. So one, it's crazy the way the universe works. I told Rome. All week leading up to this, I want to get win on the new Boss Talk episode because mm-hmm. I want to talk about how our, you need our spirits to align with what you're doing to get you know where you need to be, all this yada, yada, yada. And for this, when I put out the questions for this, to say drop your questions for the podcast, this is the second question that came in. So it's crazy. Like I know how the universe works, mm-hmm. conspires when you, when, you, when you put your intentions out there. So Jameson, that's coming this week, Boss Bam. Talk. Boss Talk. He gonna be on Boss Talk, our first guest. Um, Silas Peace. Oh, and uh, yeah, I'd be willing to do a meetup. Oh, yeah. nobody trying to meet up with you. Yeah. Um, congrats on 10 years as Dormtainment. Are you guys going back to Atlanta to do something special for the anniversary? Also, have you thought of making a mini doc on the history of the group up until this point? Well, first question, no, we have nothing planned nah, to nah, go back to Atlanta and do something. And um, For me, the mini... You want to answer? Or you want me? To I was gonna say it. It don't it. The mini doc ain't. It ain't time yet. It ain't time. 
I can see why you would say because we do have a lot of stories and a lot of things going on. But it'll be more like a small vlog right now. The mini doc, oh, that's gonna be you gonna know when it's a documentary. <laughs> so it's not it's not it's not ready yet. It's not it's not ready yet. Matthew Bankston. Mm-hmm. And it looks like he has a Dallas jersey in his profile. I could be wrong, but if it is, shout out to you. Um, he said, first and foremost, the skit was hilarious. Song is fire. I'm glad to see a nigga whisper the upgraded federal beat investigator. That's funny. Hilarious. That's funny. Second of all, congrats on 10 years of building, evolving, progressing as men, creatives, and entrepreneurs. And I finally want you guys to tell each other, um, Cam, say something about Rome and vice versa. What is, what at least two areas where you've seen growth over the last two years? Ooh. So okay. go ahead. That's solid. Um, definitely, uh, your, your financial literacy. Definitely. Um, you know what I'm saying? I know you're part of, you know, the boss crew, you know, so you've been, you've been about it, but I've really seen the, the growth. Like when it comes to research and development, Cam got it. He got it hands down. Nobody in this house can research like him. I don't know where he get it from. I don't know who, which, which family member he get it from. But literally, it, all it is is typing in Google. But listen, you do it well. Some people can't do that. Some people, you know, you make excuses, but you really you you do it well. Uh, so yeah, your financial literacy and uh, I've seen your spiritual growth in the past in the past two years. I feel like you really you know you you, you between meditation, between praying, between. Uh, you know, writing down, talking to God. I feel like, you know, you've been telling me about more and more of that. I feel like I've seen a, a nice uh, spiritual growth, too. So I would say those are the two things I can notice that you have grown a lot in in the past two years, probably, yeah. Um, For you, nothing. Cool. All right, next question. All right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first one I would say definitely focus, buckling down and focus because you're a goer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Usually you like to be out a lot. You're mm-hmm. very social. You're extrovert. So actually reeling yourself in and sitting yourself down to focus on putting what's a priority mm-hmm. in life. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it get a little murky yeah, get a little in murky. the last 10 years. But I've seen you put an effort to focus on what's, on what's important and... You know, hey, I'm trying business. to do it now because it's gonna come a time when we were really gonna have to do it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. That one is the first thing that comes to mind. Two, I gotta do three. Two, you're getting better with not being. You used to be careless with your items. Like you would mm-hmm. just come and throw keys mm-hmm. or wallet mm-hmm. here. You would mm-hmm. lose things a lot, and it still happens. It still happens, but yeah. it's not as much as it used to happen. <laughs> And you still got to work on it, but yeah, I see yeah. that you have improved in that area of carelessness. Okay, I appreciate that. Uh, it seems like it's a trend of like focus, carelessness. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's where you, I guess, you, you'll work that's on. That's my work on, yeah. I ain't mad but at it. But the third one, um, I would say you really buckled down on this health tip, especially when it comes to exercising, because... We went on the journey together to work out a full year without stopping, and you and I stopped, and you haven't. It's been like three, four years of consistent keeping up with your body and keeping your weight in check and trying to improve physically and mentally, all of that. So those are the things I see. Cool, I appreciate it. Thank you. And he trying to get a little butt. And Come on, he man. He's trying to grow a little. He's been doing squats, so I guess there's been improvement there. Hey, man, it's, it's, it's summer, so sun's out, buns out. <laughs> All right, Darius Riffo. 
Okay. Ren Renro. I'm sorry if I man, I don't know, man. These names are bad. <laughs> sorry. Darius. You, Darius. You, you, you Darius. Uh, you Darius. Your mama you Darius. named you Darius. I'm gonna call you Darius. <laughs> uh congrats on ten year anniversary on your road to success. Are, I'm sure you have faced rejection along the way. I produce music, although I have had some success with music industry. I still feel frustrated when I face rejection from projects I want to work on. Of course. How do you guys deal with rejection within the entertainment industry? Uh, we, I mean, I think we may have spoke about this before, but you start to build a callus. At first, it's like like the callus in your hand when you work out. Like, start to build a little little scar around the area. Cause what it is is when you first get rejected it stings and you're like okay you're like all right okay i don't like that it, it, it starts mm-hmm. to happen more and you're like oh okay i don't i really don't focus <laughs> don't focus that but then you have you have to get to a point where you have to realize that other people's opinions don't affect what you have going on you know what i'm saying so that person's no doesn't mean you're not gonna get a yes mm-hmm. you gotta realize that that no is just all right on like pivot you gotta you gotta do something different you gotta uh, go on a, on a, on a new path. You gotta figure out something else, but you can't let somebody's no get you down because all it takes is one yes. Literally, all it takes is is one yes. We've seen it happen. It keeps happening. History repeats itself. All it yeah. takes is one yes. So you and you, but like I said, you start to like reject rejection for us now. Don't get us wrong. It still might be like ah damn that sucks, but we don't we don't reflect on rejection pretty yeah. much. I think it's several things for me. Like the number of no's you're willing to go through is gonna dictate whether you succeed or fail. Mm-hmm. Like as he said, it only takes one yes. That's why I always say that quote: um, "A winner is just a loser who tried one more time." Like you may get a ye- a no tomorrow, mm-hmm. but the next day you may get that yes. But what if you stop on that last no? Then you'll never yeah. get it. And then I look at it like. Um, when I keep getting rejected, especially when I'm on a path I know is meant for me and is my passion, that is the um, the devil trying to stop me from my blessings. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, you ain't, you ain't going to stop this. Mm-hmm. He, he trying his last-ditch effort mm-hmm. to derail you from this road, from this track that you on, and I ain't going to let him stop me because mm-hmm. God got me. And God will let the devil test you, too, to see if you're willing to persevere. So it's, you just it's, you just got to keep going. And it's funny. Some, you, you just said, I won't go into detail about it, but something just happened to us this morning, and me and Cam said the same thing. He was like, it's either we going to be mad about it or is it figured out? <laughs> so got to pivot. Just, just got to figure pivot. it out. Because wasting all that time being mad is it not. We'll tell him. We'll tell him. Okay. F it. We, we shot another skit that we're going to be releasing for y'all, and – Something accidentally happened. I won't say who yeah. accidentally thought they backed it up on a hard drive before they erased the car, and now it's gone. Now, they're going to try to do something where they can recover it off the SD card, but if it don't happen, we just got to reshoot it. Yeah. And that's where I'm at on yeah, it. Like, right. I'm not going to dwell in this. I'm not going to be mad. I'm not going to be upset because they ain't going to do nothing but stress me out. Yeah. So it's like, if we don't get it back, we just reshoot it, reshoot. and it's probably going to be even better now. Yeah. Um, Kendall McCall. Kendall um, congrats on y'all 10 years I've been here From the beginning I'm 23 now So you can say I grew up watching y'all Damn. Enjoyed the range of 13? content Y'all provide from podcasts Skits to SoundCloud Play mixes I'm coming out to LA next month Wanting to know some suggestions To places to go Things to do And most importantly Eat Keep grinding Prayers up for you guys Future success Thank you Kendall Um As far as eating <laughs> Go to this place called Doghouse Get you the So Cali dog, but make sure you get that vegan apple sausage. You got to ask for that specifically. Yeah. 
and it's a fire. It's on a Hawaiian roll with avocado, this aioli sauce. It is fire. That's one spot. That's one spot. And as far as as far as another eating, uh, go to a spot called My Two Cents. Go to a spot called My Two Cents and get the shrimp and grits if you eat fire. You eat seafood. Fire. fire. My um, two cents. There's a lot if, of, you, if you never had Ethiopian food, go to Little Ethiopia and get you some Ethiopian food. Mm-hmm. If you Fire. if you want to be impressed by a fat ass pancake, go to this place called the Griddle. It's a bit. On sunset, right? <laughs> yeah, on sunset. Huge pancake. pancake. Yeah. So that'll be that's a good like nice tourist spot too. Um, and sunset, and it's right there by Fairfax. So you can go down Fairfax. They got you know the Grove down there. You can check out. They got all the streetwear. Um, you know, yeah. um, clothing places you definitely got to hit the beaches and the one thing yeah. to remember is all the beaches are connected so if you want to start at santa monica and work your way down you can go to venice then you'll hit um manhattan beach mm-hmm. then you'll hit hermosa mm-hmm. and then you probably hit doc wilder so they're all connected you can see them all one day you can rent a bike and just ride it that's a beautiful thing to do you can um, get rollerblades if you with somebody all more, more scenery stuff there's plenty of hike they have they, they got the Runyon Canyon, of course. That's one that everybody go to when they come out here. Mm-hmm. They have another one called the Wisdom Tree Trail. That's kind of like in North Hollywood area. Go there. They got Eden Canyon. That's kind of Pasadena. It leads to like this river waterfall. So you can try different hikes if you got somebody coming with you. That'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, there's that's a few things you could do. Uh, tenants on Fridays. Tenants of the trees is a cool spot. Uh, it's free on just Fridays. Just get there around 10, 10, Yeah, get there so a little early. With no lines and no issue. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's what we got right now. All right, got a couple more. Shekana Samuel. First, congratulations, guys, for 10 years. I first found y'all on Let Me Get a Ride, and that same night I went back to watch all y'all videos. Let's get it. Laugh a lot. My question is, have y'all ever thought about doing a live podcast for your fans? P.S. Every season is almost here. My birthday is April 18th. Well, shout out to you because my shout birthday April seventeenth. So, and, and, and actually, shout out to you because April eighteenth, last That's time I had beef. And talk about the streets, nigga. I'm talking about the meats. This is my life until I see some eating healthy. Now, I don't know what I can eat. I'm vegetarian. That's so. That's an iconic date right there. Come on, man. April eighteenth. Uh, so, uh, live. Yeah, I think we would love to. I think we got to kind of gauge. We did one a long time ago, North Carolina. Yeah, again, we did one, but. Yeah, we have to gauge on how much fans we have in one area to yeah. be able to actually do it because contrary to popular belief, our podcast isn't the biggest yeah, out there. We're yeah, still yeah. building it. Still and, you know, build, yeah. more shares, more y'all suggest to people, the bigger it get. But trust me, when it's time for that, yeah. I would love to. I wouldn't even mind doing something if even if it was like 50 people. If we could get it, if it was the area was right, the time was right, I'd, I'd do it. Like, I wouldn't, it don't have to be no crazy crowd. Like, I'd, I'd do something live for a small crowd. Um because I just appreciate y'all listening and and uh, and coming. So we'll yeah we'll we'll start thinking about it. We'll start thinking about it. Maybe we can figure out a, the best place to have it. All right, a couple more. Tyler, um, Afro Lady Thomas. I know you guys are perf- pretty solid in your diet. So any advice on someone who's trying to start starting to change their lifestyle of junk food slash fast food to healthy eating? I'm starting to meal prep, and that shit is harder than I thought it would be. And she got a podcast called The Wonderful World of Dreams, where she do. Dream interpretation. Talk about trials of depression, and anxiety. Oh so wow! Shout out to your podcast, out. yeah. The wonderful world of dreams. But um, yeah. I mean, it's just for it's all about planning. Mm-hmm. Like, what type of diet you want to go on? Like for pescatarian, we knew what our diet restrictions were going to be. So I slowly winged myself, like over the three months off the stuff I couldn't eat no more. I didn't go cold turkey. Some people can go cold turkey, mm-hmm. but I did it gradually. And that's how I got into it. And I did a lot of research and I did a lot of 
I found a lot of recipes to help me out. I broke it down to what I'll be eating for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm-hmm. And that's how I did it. Um, yeah, and also, um, you you got to look at uh, why you're doing it. That's what I always tell people, look at why you're doing it. Because if you don't have no why, you're going to be like, ah, I'll get to it next time. Or, ah, I'll just, uh, but you have to have a why because it's like, you know what, you're going to go to pick up that bad food and you're like, this isn't, this isn't where I need to be going. You know what I'm saying? You got to, and you're going to slip up. But don't take your slip ups as oh god I failed. Just like all right, cool, I slipped up. Let's keep it moving. Like you just gotta you gotta keep it moving. But I think having that why and um, like like Cam said that prep that preparation you just got this time. It's a time management thing too as well. Um, Heezy, do y'all have any crazy fan stories? The first one that comes to my mind is we did a show one time at FAU in Florida. And it was a big show. We killed it. And then we decided to go to a little after party on campus that they were having. And while we had this party, this dude came up to us. Hey, man, <laughs> man, what, where the girls at, man? What, where, where all the girls going to be at? Where y'all going? Where, y'all, where the girls, this and that? He kept asking us about where the girls at and this and that. And we like, hey, man, we don't know, man. We just here chilling. We just going to be in here chilling. And the look he gave us, he was like, he was disgusted. And he said, and I kid you not. And I quote, he said this to us. He sucked his teeth, said, man, y'all don't want no hoes, and walked off. <laughs> and we use that to this day. Until this day, that's <laughs> always been funny to us. Because this man was so disappointed in us that we didn't, wasn't fucking hoes right after this show don't for some wanna, reason. And we use it for everything now. Now, if a nigga, like, it don't matter. Like, if you don't want to go out and get something to eat, man, you don't want no hoes. <laughs> But it was he was so disgusted with yeah. us. And it was the it was the funniest shit to us. Um one I can remember is we were in uh DMV. We were getting out of the car to park uh for this show. Either for a rehearsal, I can't remember, but we were putting our ticket. We was all about a ticket thing, putting our ticket in to get stamped or whatever. And all of a sudden from behind us we hear a girl say, Oh my god. So we turn around and look. This girl's like <sighs> And she started crying. We was like, "Oh, oh, it's it's okay. Don't don't start crying." <laughs> she was like, "I thought I was gonna miss you guys, but I was I was able to see." You. Oh, we was leaving. That's what it was. I think the show, the, whatever we had done, had already happened, and we was leaving. It was giving our ticket, and the girl, I guess either she was late or she just showed up, and she was like, "I'm so happy I get to see." You. I was like, "Oh, like when people cry, I was like, oh, I, <laughs> it's okay. It's gonna be all right." That's true. I just remember that specifically. Um, but yeah, all right. Jeramis Johnson, yo, it's kid, kid, eleven off. Wait, is, is that an auto? I don't know, man. I don't know if I said it right or not. That's no. why I was trying to go through it. No, fast. no, hold so on. You tried to go no, back on no, it. Back I don't up. know how to say this name. No, say it one more time. Jeramis. I know how to say Johnson. No, Johnson is but, last. No, Jeramis sound like an Autobot from Transformers. Man, I don't know, man. I try to speed past it. You want to hold me up on it? His question is, y'all been making? <laughs> my question is, will y'all be making any tours or shows, anything around Orlando area? Second. Uh, would y'all ever throw a huge party and invite y'all fans from all over? Because I would love to come kick it with y'all and hear Mike spin turn up with Cam. That's a fun idea. I'm not lying. Um, right. One, we we have no plans of tours right now, yeah. but trust me, it'll be all over our socials if we did. Yeah. And second, I would love to do that once we make it because yeah. I would want to do that right. Yeah, you got to do that like, right. Have the, all the funds, have everything covered, for, so facilitate having fans come from everywhere yeah. and make it a, a true experience. So in the future, we definitely will, but not right now. Yeah, I definitely, I'm down for that. For um, sure. Bilal Childs, Bilal the singer here, Rome. Oh, Laugh shit. out loud. I've been on a binge of listening to all your albums from Broken Famous 
to new snitch so hard single, which the beat is dope as fuck. Can't help but notice the high production quality. What are some of the programs slash plugins you guys use in-house, or do you outsource your material to get that high-level industry sound? I'm an up-and-coming singer slash rapper doing everything on my own and just thought to ask. What's funny about that, everything we ever recorded was in a kitchen or in a room. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Honestly. We never <laughs> recorded in a studio. It's um, all been in our room or in the kitchen. When we was in Atlanta, it used to be in the kitchen. Now yeah. it's all in our rooms. Um, I mean, uh, Mike uses GarageBand. I use Logic. Um, as far as specific plugs, plugins, I I have uh, like a Native Instruments uh, package, and I have all my plugins. Uh, I have the like the whole bundle from Pro Tools with like all types of compressors and EQs and stuff like that that I've kind of gathered over the years. So honestly, it's you whatever uh, you're using, whether you're using Logic, GarageBand, Ableton, whatever it is, just kind of dive deep into that. And and uh, if you have friends around or like even use your IG and be like, hey, if anybody knows where to get the free plugins. You know, hey, um, I'm down for that because I've I've reached out to a couple people to just get uh, different plugins from people. So it's it's all however your workflow is. That's the best way to go about it because everybody's workflow is different when it comes to you know doing music. So, and this yeah. makes sure your EQ is down and your parameters are twisted to the right and your yeah your highs and lows are slapping. Let's go to the next question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know nothing about that audio production. <laughs> Last question from from. From Dumo Muhammad, congrats okay. on ten years dormtainment. Are any of you feeling? I thought you was gonna stop me again, but I was, I congrats was about on to. ten years dormtainment. Are any like of you filling out a, a bracket <laughs> for NCAA March Madness this year? If so, who do you want to win, and who do you think will win? Well, my team Duke, and you notice Rome ain't talk about Duke this week because they got their ass beat. First off, because they lost. Because I told them first it off, ain't it ain't a win if Zion off, ain't playing. So don't first let me first, let me spit let me spit. Nah, don't first no, wait, let me finish. Oh, I'm go gonna ahead, let you speak. Go ahead, go ahead, don't first go ahead, two wins was Zionless. Zion wasn't there. So it's like taking Jordan off the court, taking LeBron off the court. It ain't the same team. You know that. So he basking those wins. I'm like, wait till Zion come back. And what happened? They lost. Cam not a Duke fan. Don't let I'm a Duke him, don't fan. Don't let him troll Zion, you. Zion, RJ Barrett, Cam Reddish. After woo, this woo. year, you will never hear him talk about Come on, Duke. man. Don't. Yeah. I'm a loyal Cleveland Brown. <laughs> don't, don't you get your ass. Brown, this nigga like North trolling. North Carolina Duke fan, this nigga. This nigga is trolling me. But that that's that. Second. Zion. Second, I'm not worried about Zion, though. Like, you should have been because no, that's why y'all lost. He won. The, the, we, he scored the, that, that team, the winning bucket. They not, they not that good. Good though, they not that good. Even with him, they not that good. Like the well, niggas, they won by one point. It's a win. It don't it's matter. A win. No, it's it, a win. If you would have won by one it's point, you're basking. It's a win. No, they got they got it. But we beat their ass twice. They not gonna win the championship. So it, that that don't matter. So, so when they do, what you gonna say? They not. But when they do, what you gonna say? I'm not saying nothing. I don't fuck with that team. <laughs> well, I'll say it for my team. When they win, we're going to be back on here bigger. talking about it. Um, but uh, so they got a number one seed. UNC got a number one seed. Gonzaga got a number one seed. And then some, was it Florida? One, one of my other teams got a number one seed. So the first game start, I think, next, this week. Uh, this week, the first game start. And I pray they get knocked out the first round like they did three years ago. But when if y'all get knocked so out? Great. Then I'm definitely going against any team that's facing them. And after they get knocked out, I probably won't even watch it no more. 
So that's <laughs> that's really what it well, I'll let you know what my team doing. This nigga funny. <laughs> But let's wrap it up because now I got to pee. I do got to pee. I got to pee. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Comedy Trap House 10-year anniversary. And make sure you uh, subscribe to the Patreon and get that boss talk for the week. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Peace. Sign up. Fuck Diane. Fuck dude.